Hello and welcome to the Quilt MC Developer Meetings Podcast, the podcast that isn't really a podcast. If you're new here, this is just a collection of recordings of each public quilt project developer meeting, lightly edited for comfort and uploaded as a podcast for ease of accessibility. Our meetings are held on Discord every two weeks, relayed from a Mumble server and recorded live, hence the lower audio quality. For more information on what the Quilt Project is and what we do here, please head over to quiltmc.org. Well, well, well. It's me. I appreciate how quickly people join when the event starts. It's just like, yeah. Oh, wait, actually, that's happening now, isn't it? (laughs) So, hey, everyone. Uh, We're doing the same thing we did last week, or last fortnight, last bi-week, which is... um, I will be here on Discord. Everyone else is on the other end of Mumble, uh, where South is recording everything to make sure you know we're able to put the podcast out later on. It's still a bit too early to start, so we're going to give it a few minutes. But uh, can somebody on Mumble say something? <laughs> hey. Hello, everyone. Okay, excellent. Hi, Haven. Oh, no, Fortnite. <laughs> No, it's it's Fortnite with the traditional spelling of night, not the uh, you know trendy games spelling. Mm-hmm. I think my list is up to date. Excellent. I see you're a you're a MythBuster. So I was <laughs> okay, Emma. <laughs> so that would be a pretty good April Fool's Sky Rising. Try and mod a Unreal Engine game. <laughs> it would be pretty good. I have to admit. That'd be very difficult, but it would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm not surprised somehow. Someone's going to end up doing that at some point. <laughs> just going to give it a, a couple more minutes just to wait for people to get in here. All right, I think we can uh, probably get started. It's been about five minutes. Um. So, yeah, welcome to yet another public quilt developer meeting. I'm going to try that again later, don't worry. And uh, we'll just get right into it, I guess. Um. Earth Computer, uh, I think you're ready to talk about Chasm? Um, yeah, let me just find the notes. Yeah. Oh, and while Earth does that, um, if you want to ask any questions, you can use the slash command slash ask, and we'll get to them at the end of the meeting. All right, Earth, whenever you're ready. Yeah, uh, so Chief has left me some notes on Chasm. He wasn't able to make it to the meeting, so... Um... What's been going on? Uh, he's been developing a uh, Chasm Gradle plugin um, to allow the compiler to see changes made by Chasm. For example, like you know, added methods, um, etc. So quite for stuff like a- access wideness. It will also be available for mixins, which which makes uh, mixin interface injection unnecessary. Uh, not sure about unnecessary, but but there you go. Um, the plugin works uh, DM, <laughs> and I encourage, well, Cheetah encourages trying uh, it if you're interested in playing around with Chasm, um, but he doesn't expect the current version to be super stable. Um, you can find it on the Chasm repo on a separate branch. Um, he's working on another version that integrates with uh, Gradle and hopefully IDEs, which will come to a repository near you soon. Is that uh, a good enough update? Sounds good to me. Certainly, there's been a lot of progress at Chasm. Um, there have been devlogs going out as well, if anybody's missed those. Always worth a read. Uh, okay, thanks, Earth. Um, oh, it's me, isn't it? Community tooling. Um, yeah, uh, most of what we've been doing at tooling is working on the website. Mostly me, but I've had some help, of course. Um, for people that are interested in that, uh, there was an announcement posted on the community server about it. I'm always looking for feedback. However, I need to update that link because we're, uh, we've changed how the previews work, but it's more or less up to date anyway. But yeah, if you are interested in seeing what the new site is going to look like and what's on it, take a look at that announcement on community and give me some feedback because I could really use it. Uh, okay. Super. Are you there, decompilers? Yes, I'm here. Um, it's been kind of a quiet two weeks. We've been working on improved pattern matching for both Switch 
and its statements to uh, make the Minecraft decompilation better, ideally. And that's about it. Certainly still important work for that project, though. Good stuff. Um, Haven, do you have anything to talk about regarding infrastructure? Uh, nothing super significant. I've done a little more work on my uh, Maven application, but when I say a little, like really a small amount, I, I know how I'm going to fetch and uh, process like proxy repositories, but that's basically the only progress I've made. Alrighty. Thank you. Um, Alex, would you like to talk about Loader? Sure. So Glitch has done a lot of work getting us up to date from upstream, which is, it gets us a lot closer to being able to run Quilt Loader on newer versions of Minecraft. We've also we also started publishing some non-snapshot releases to Maven. Uh, it's still not fully ready, but it's testable at the moment. Um, there are also two other quite useful changes. Uh, the environment in a Quilt mod JSON file now only uses dedicated underscore server rather than just server, because we noticed that was uh, confusing some people a bit. So that just clarifies that to make sure that you don't like accidentally change and set your environment of a mod to server, expecting that to work for the integrated server when that's not quite how it works. We've also made it so mixins and by extension chasm when we get it working. Uh, mixins and chasm can basically target Mojang created libraries. So this means you can target DFU, uh, data fix up, upper, Brigada, um, Java bridge and Authlib um, for, with mixins which is quite useful, especially as they're made pretty much for Minecraft, so they're not general libraries. That's the other thing. we can't. You can't target general libraries with Mixin at the moment. Um, I'm not sure if this is functionality you need, because um, most libraries are pretty general, but you can't do that at the moment. Um, there's also two issues with Quilt Loader or, or, or discussions, I guess, that I want some more people to look at. Um, and that's whether we load mods from subfolders in the mods folder. Um, that's Quilt Loader issue 38. Um, it's mostly for whether people want to organize their mods in a, in a better way. Uh, basically, I'd quite like to settle on that before we ever release Quilt loader properly just so we don't change that in the future um, and possibly whether we limit subfolders by minecraft version i'm less sure about that but either way that's issue 38 and issue 15 basically um, i think that's about it from quilt loader basically quite a lot of progress that's great. Excellent work there. Um, I guess pushing to non-snapshots is why people were posting screenshots of AT Loader being like, oh, here's how you use Quilt. Um, but I don't think they've actually activated that functionality in their launcher yet. But it's great to see that they actually pretty much already have support. <laughs> um, okay, thanks, Alex. Uh, Aurora, would you like to talk on QSL? Uh, yeah, I just need to remember what to say. But, um, so, um, we got new pull requests in, on, in a request for, uh, in, no, in final comment period. So we have registry module and events, and we got the tags API, but it's time for 1.18.2, and we got the pull request policy merged. Um, uh, we also got a pull request to have um, quilt, the QSL integrated to Quilt Loader. We also got a lot of pull requests to review um, tools. Uh, yeah, we also have item settings API in final coming period. For some reason, I didn't set. Um, and uh, that's kind of it. Uh, also, we also got a pull request for Wisp API too. In the meantime, um, yeah, that's it for now. Fabulous! Thanks for that, Aurora. Um, okay, as for the community team, 
Not too much news. Um, as some of you may have seen from the announcements on the community server, I created an openings channel there. Uh, that basically lists all the staff and other teams that need more members. Um, there's quite a few things to look at in there. We've got most, actually, all the community teams, except for manager, build tools, mappings, uh, they need triage, I believe, world gen, the QSL teams. There's a lot of stuff to be done, and we can always use the help. So if you're interested, head over to the community server, go to the openings channel. Um, there's a listing there that you can use. Uh, of course, we've already mentioned the new site here as part of community tooling. Um, I think that's about it for community. I can't think of anything else anyway, at least not yet. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything anyone there on Mumble wants to talk about today? Um, I guess we have an announcement of some kind. Do you want to handle it, or should I? We should do it now, after the questions? What? I have no idea what you're talking about, Haven. I'm sorry. Um, but we can move into the questions now, if you'd prefer. Sure. All right, let us take a look. So, uh, as always, I'm going to read the question out. And uh, if I haven't talked, I'll say my name. I assume the others will do that as well. But I'll read the question out, and I'll read out who asked the question. All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll go through these in order. Cywiz asks, when is the new site designed by His Eminence G be made the public design of the Cooled MCs? PR open at the moment. Uh, I'll grab a link for you if somebody doesn't beat me to it. But. There is one in there, anyway. Uh, if you go to the cooledmc.org repo on GitHub, you'll be able to find it. Uh, I'm managing too many things to get the link for you right now. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Emma. Uh, uh, once this goes through, um, yeah, it'll be up once it's merged, basically. Um, I'm not sure what the criteria is, because there's not that many people around that have the time and ability to review this kind of PR. But we'll see how things go, at least. Uh, I can take the next one as well. Cywiz is asking, for each meeting, is there an agenda of items to be discussed made internally? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm afraid not. The, the way we usually do it, because uh, people are working like pretty much up to the time of the meeting, is I, if, I'm, if I don't forget to set a reminder, at least, we start about 15 minutes early internally, and then we just go through all of the teams and see who has something to talk about. Uh, otherwise, we don't really have that much of an agenda. Uh, I imagine some of the teams are keeping track of things on their own, but otherwise there's no like specific defined internal structure for things like that. It's not a bad idea. I'm just not sure how we could do it. Well, when we were first doing the meetings internally before they went public, when there was like, a big issue or... Uh, a big conversation we wanted to have, we would have it scheduled beforehand, or, you know, we'd say, we'll be talking about this at this meeting. Um, and then we still can do that. It just hasn't been something that uh, has come up as often. Uh, there was also that pause in meetings around December because of the holidays and whatnot. So uh, even though there were some big decisions being made then, we just weren't around to talk about them. But, you know, we could do that again. It just hasn't come up recently. That's a fair point. Uh, okay, I'm losing track of things here. Okay. All right. Uh, Cywiz asks another question. <laughs> when are we getting a new blog entry on the site? Um, I think Toffee is actually working on one. I don't know if he's around at the moment. I think he's busy. But um, this kind of ties into the outreach team. Uh, like, we are planning on building a team. Uh, I think it's pretty much done, actually. We just need to get the RFC merged. Um which will handle stuff like blog posts. So, yeah, we should see more stuff then. And obviously we want the site to be rebuilt by then as well, since the, you know, the current site doesn't have pagination or anything just yet. Uh, but once that's all merged, uh, we get the site in, we get the outreach team in. Um, you should start seeing more content then. So Emma asks, would it be possible to have version-specific mod folders for Loader, uh, like Forge? So I briefly touched on this during what I was saying. Um, so currently there's a discussion issue about this um, that's quilt loader number 15. So basically the answer is yes, it would be possible, but I'm not sure if this functionality should be enabled by default. Um, I see Alex typing, so I'm assuming he got cut off. <laughs> 
Ah, there we go. Uh, no, sorry, that's just me holding down my push talk key. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I think I think that's the question answered. Yeah, I think so. Um, Haven, do you want to take the next one? Sure, as soon as I find the question key to see what exactly it was. Um, there it is. Okay, uh, so Sai was asked, so QuiltMT is an open collective page. Are there plans to announce it to the community? And am I the admin there because I'm on the admin board or because I'm on the infrastructure team? Um, and the answer is, uh, there are plans to announce it to the community. I'm trying to keep it, I'm not private, obviously it's public and people can go there. And as is evidenced, um, because you have one contributor, people can contribute. Um, but because we aren't, you know, launched yet, I didn't want to go around asking for money without a product that people could be using, um, not in exchange for their donation, but you know, um, in relation to it at least. So that's why it's not public or publicized yet. Um, as for why I'm the admin there, yes, I'm the admin there because I'm on the admin board and I should get um, the other admins set up there as well. Really though, um, as a member of the infrastructure team, I need to be there to submit expenses. If anyone else had quote related expenses, they could be added as members so they could uh, you know, submit those as well. Uh, they're just, as far as I know, nobody else has. I guess G-Dude might have some hosting expenses he could potentially uh, put on there. But that's kind of the state of Open Collective at the moment, is that nobody else has any expenses to put there yet. Thanks for that, Haven. Aurora, would you like to take that one? Yep. Are there any plans to add Forge-style initiation stages to Quilt? It would potentially make a lot of API stuff much more optimized by allowing two dynamo-key-generated constants, etc. Um, so I had to pull up the Forge documentation because I used Forge a long time ago, so I don't remember exactly all the specifics. But um, I would say that um, one of the reasons they have to use stages and stuff is because they multi-thread mod loading and it's not really needed in our case since well we don't multi-thread mod loading and for like registry stuff we don't use a deferred registry uh, the goal is to use the vanilla system um, so for that there's an entry point to be able to Add to do stuff, but uh, currently there's four initialization stages. We could say it's stages, but not, it's not really stages. So we have four entry points. We have the pre-launch entry points, which is before Minecraft is even loaded. And uh, that's for really, really, uh, for stuff that is really before. Then we have the main entry point, uh, which is run on every side. Uh, this one's uh, currently it's in QSL and it runs before uh, the, before the registries get blocked. Then we have the client entry point, which runs when the Minecraft client instance is created. It's not really well defined where, but. Uh, when it runs, there's always the Minecraft client uh, instance running. And there's the dedicated Minecraft server initializer, which is kind of not used since it's kind of rare to use it and to make stuff that is strictly um, limited to dedicated servers. And it runs, I think, before or after data pack loading. I think it's before. So if you want to like have a mod that has an API, the way it works is that mod should define its own entry point because we do not have a uh, well-defined mod loading order. So you can't really expect a mod to be loaded before yours or the universe. So yeah. Um, the way we do it, and it's the same in Fabricland, is the API mod defines its own entry point for that kind of stuff. Like, mod menu defines its own entry point for uh, configuration providers, 
Um, I think maybe trinkets define its own influence for trinket stuff. Um, that's the way we do it. Um, yeah, and trunks are kind of a way to specify a load order, but it's not really specifying load order. The way an point works is it's defining the mod manifest, and then um, there's a method in loader which allows you to get all the entry points by their keys. Uh, you can iterate and call that entry point uh, manually. And that's what API mods do. They have their own entry points with their own interfaces, and then they call the entry points themselves. So it's guaranteed that the target mod is loaded. Not every design needs that. Some design might not uh, might not need an entry point. So it's kind of better to use entry points because if the mod isn't present, the entry point won't be called. So it's really useful. Um, I think it answer that is um, we don't really have any stages, stages at least not defined, but Entry points kind of replaced that without really entirely replacing it. Thanks for that, Aurora. That was a very detailed answer. <laughs> so I was is asking whether we've considered a system wherein a repository contains the official listing of quilt staffers in a human readable and computer readable format, basically for automation and for display on the site. Uh, yeah, that's in our plans. Um, we don't really know how we want to do it just yet, and also actually writing that system has a lower priority than getting stuff like the site ready. Um, but it's something we definitely want to do. We just don't have an idea of how we want to do it just yet. Uh, if you have suggestions, though, I mean, you know, we'll take them, of course. Dxine uh, asked whether quilts will have support for older versions of Minecraft, unlike Fabric. So... Very few of the projects will support older versions of Minecraft. Only Loader might have support. Um, and that's in the sense that we're keeping Loader on Java 8 so that this is a possibility, but we're not actively putting in any work to actually load Quilt Loader on older versions of Minecraft. It's just potentially something that Quilt Loader could do in the future. But projects like QSL will definitely not support older versions of Minecraft. So any mods for older versions of Minecraft that were built on Quilt Loader that were made in the future would have to do all the work themselves. They would effectively only have Mixin slash Chasm, basically. Thanks for answering that. Um, yeah, I mean, I really can't see Quilt officially supporting older versions anyway. Like, the, the amount of extra work that that takes on its own is a lot. And I, I imagine the same thing will happen as what happened with Fabric, assuming we have enough users for that to be a popular idea, but, you know, with community projects. But, yeah, I, I just can't see it being a priority for us. Uh, I'm looking at the question queue, and there's no questions left, guys. Um, does anyone have anything else they want to ask? If you've got something you want to ask, use the slash ask slash command. We still have plenty of time, so don't be too shy. So I just wanted to mention, um, because I'm a big dum-dum, I forgot that uh, the final command period for item settings API ended today. So item settings API got merged in QSL. Uh, something happened to the bot there. Hey, Mumble, can you hear me? Okay, good stuff. Yeah, that's a good number of questions. There we go. Um, yeah, or you can go ahead and take that one. So... Where can I find the API submission guidelines, I guess? Um, so for QSL, uh, there's a c contributing file uh, that details the pull request process, the conventions, and more. So that's one of the points to see how we do stuff. The other, other good thing is to look around in the existing APIs to see how it's done. And then the other stuff that is not really written, uh, at least I don't remember, oh no, it is It is written, um, is uh, first is to discuss the, f the feature 
um, by opening an issue on GitHub uh, on Discord too, then we can look into it. So we make sure that it's not a uh, so there's no pull request that is made directly. Uh, if a pull request like that discussion is made, uh, the big risk is you either make an API that we don't think is needed for Cursor, or it's an API that might not fit uh, the views. So it's always best to discuss APIs before making a pull request. And so an issue on GitHub and discussion on Discord is really nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's for QSL. Um, for APIs in uh, Loader, it's a bit different. I think it's kind of the same, but the contributing guidelines is not the same. Uh, there might be one on quick loader, but I'm not sure. Globally, it's kind of the same. Is discuss the API, then we can look in if a request can be made, etc. We do not hesitate to discuss in question. Thanks for that. Well, you know what? I asked for questions, and we sure got questions. <laughs> Chris asked, uh, "Will hashed exist for all version of Modern Map in the future?" Um, Really, no reason why it wouldn't. I mean, that's kind of the idea, isn't it? Cywiz <laughs> uh, is asking, who is currently in control of the Coolit MC Twitter account? Well, um, I think right now um, i5 is the one with the logins, as he set it up originally. Uh, we're waiting for him to not be too busy with Uni, so he can transfer all the logins in- into our one password. Um, after that, it will be in the control of the outreach team and whoever they decide to put it in there or whoever we decide, I guess, since I'll be in it as well. Additionally, I also have, have access to it via TweetDeck, but it's kind of limited since I can't modify the profile or anything like that. So if you see somebody like retweeting or, or tweeting on there, it's probably me right now, but we'll see about it later on once the outreach team is in place. Favrito asks where help is needed at the moment. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but again, the openings channel on the community server lists the teams that need people. So that's a great place to look. You can also have a look at the uh, various issues on any project that you're interested in. Um, I could also use a bit of help on the community toolings team, but I'm not really too worried right now. It's it's chugging along just fine. And yes, South, build tools, of course, but that's in there, so it's in the list. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's this. Not much else to say about that one, I don't think. Uh, Haven, I think that one's yours. Yep, waiting for it to pop up in chat. If it is going to. Or do I have to click it? I don't know how this You have to click, click the stage button. Ah, there we go. Okay. Uh, so Levick asked, if there is a community in a to create such a backport, would there be a chance that it is considered official after careful analysis? Um, this is a tough question because the, the bit about careful analysis mm, makes it seem like you're looking for like, if there is a really good reason, could we make it official? Um, and I think the answer is going to be probably not just because of the different needs that a backport would have, right? Because with standard QS service, so it's standard workflow, we have QSL and mappings that need to be updated on a, you know, rolling update basis. When you're looking at a backport, like for older versions, uh, any API updates are going to be stagnant, right? You're not going to have to worry about pruning them as, you know, Minecraft updates or anything like that. Um, So it really is just an entirely different uh, body of work that's being done. Uh, So the reason I wouldn't make it official is because it's totally segmented as far as what needs to, you know, what needs to happen. And the standard core devs aren't probably going to be very interested in working on a backport like that. So I think that's a, this is probably the main reason why I would be hesitant to make such a backport, um, even if it gains a very large amount of traction official. Thanks for that, Haven. Um, yeah, Aurora, you could take that one if you like. Okay. Um, do you have an idea as to how much work there is left to do, or is it too far away right now? Um, it really depends on the project. So for Curso is it's usable. Um, 
We still need to test a lot to make sure that it's stable, but it's usable. Um, though compared to Fabric API, there's not as many features, but it's usable. For quick mappings, uh, uh, it's definitely usable, though there might be uh, issues with unmap stuff, but that's, that boils down to, um, to people actually mapping stuff. But it's well usable right now. Um, compiler is already used in a lot of projects. So, um, for loader, I'm not entirely aware where it is, but seems to be really close to be able to test it. So that's great. Build tools, well, um, that's another story <laughs> because um, there's people working on vanilla Gradle. I think, but uh, I don't know where that is currently. As spoke earlier in the meeting, Chasm has made progress, but I don't really know uh, if it's going to be usable in like your seven software soon. So uh, kind of known for me. Uh, yeah, so it really depends on the project for now. But we are slowly coming to something usable globally. Thanks for that, Aurora. We're at the end of the queue again. <laughs> Are there any more questions to be asked? <laughs> so <it> was no. <laughs> for transparency, the uh, the devs don't actually see the questions until someone from the community team approves them, so they're not necessarily guaranteed to be answered. <laughs> Use the slash ask slash command if you want to ask a question. All right, uh, so the new Glore asked, uh, likely has been asked before, as well as answered in an issue, but is there a plan for any sort of mod menu in the library or quilt itself? I assume not, but you never know. Um, there hasn't been an official decision or anything on this. Currently, a lot of us are, are you know, the, the plan that's been proposed and talked about the most is to have a mod menu-like uh, you know, mod available. Um, that will operate it sort of similar to how we're planning for Freaks to operate, where it will be uh, maintained by a outside party, but available as an auto download, um, you know, in a similar way to how QSL will be. There's also possible that, yeah, Freaks equals F-R-E-X Xander, um, the Grondag's tool. Um, at least that's how I've been pronouncing it. I don't know if other people pronounce it differently. Um, but basically a approved or a uh, endorsed library by Quilt that can be used and uh, included similarly to a QSL module, even if it's not actively maintained by Quilt developers. However, and that is a tentative plan, it could definitely change and we could end up having our own mod menu fork or whatever, um, but that's just how I see the situation right now. Thanks for that, Haven. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about how you pronounce Frex there. <laughs> you know how it is. Apparently, my pronunciation of Freaks is <laughs> different from everyone else's. Cywiz <laughs> is asking where the sesh pot disappeared to. Um, it's still there. We're not really using it right now. Uh, we used to, but then Discord events became a thing, and we kind of just use those now. Um, it's still useful for polls, but we don't really do that many of those on this server so just kind of sitting there until we need it uh, also uh, I was perfect and now I'm not because I needed to economize a bit so I'm not sure whether it's still suitable for those but it probably is we'll have a look at it when we run the next poll I imagine uh, I was about to say we had no more questions but another one's just come through a man called Steve who is apparently hero are there any upcoming dates we should remember um, hmm, it's a good question. Uh, Haven, what do you think? Yeah, you know, um, we have one date in particular that's coming up that's, uh, you know, it could be important. Some people might care about it. Hmm, yeah, maybe. I, I, I guess a few people might. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so we have internally, uh, between talking to the developers and everyone, tentatively decided uh, that April 20th makes sense as a uh, initial beta release 
for us to work towards here at Quilt. Um, we, you know, there's been a lot of good progress from Loader. There's been a lot of good progress from QSL. Um, so we're uh, we're really really optimistic about being able to get everything working by then. Um, you know, we're not talking about like dependency downloading won't be ready. Plugins probably won't be ready, but it is a beta release date that will be uh, usable for mod development and uh you know testing is is the goal right yeah and again we we can't guarantee any specific um level of doneness for some of the extra projects but yeah we're we're pretty pretty happy that that's going to be a, a a rough date for the beta at least sorry i think i cut it into you there haven ah uh, no you're good i was just going to say i'm really happy that we'll you know it's a as people have pointed out in chat, it'll be marking about a year since we launched publicly um, these community spaces. And so I think it, it'll be really fun to, to actually have something out in the hands of developers that aren't maybe involved with Quilt development specifically, but are interested in following the project. Uh, so that's, you know, looking forward to seeing what everyone does and when everyone gets involved. Will this be on the timeline? I mean, the timeline is going back and not forward, but uh, yeah, we can put it on there. Uh, for those that don't know, the timeline is on the new website as well. So yeah, that's a bit of news that some of you might have been interested in. Um, <laughs> I'll write that up somewhere as well at some point. It'll be on the on the community server after the meeting. I think I'll, I'll just write it up because I know not everyone's going to be here to hear it. Or maybe I'll just make them listen to the podcast. Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, we still have a few questions to go through here, so we'll keep going. Uh, but if you have any questions about the release, of course, uh, feel free to put those through as well. Cywiz is asking if the moderator team is diverse enough in time zones to guarantee that there's always someone around. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I believe we checked. I can't remember what the answer was at the time, but we do have pretty good coverage to have at least one person around. Um, also, for the times that I'm awake, um, I'm pretty much always available or nearly always available. And for the times that I'm not, um, if it does happen that there's no moderators or managers around, the admins actually have uh, sort of emergency access to act as, as moderators as well in the worst case scenario. But I'm not especially worried about it. We haven't had any problems with it so far. Although, of course, I would still like to expand the moderation team, especially considering the server is going to grow after that beta release. Uh, um, we're going to need more people at that point, so, you know, don't waste time if you're planning to sign up or apply. Go right ahead, please. <laughs> cool. Uh, so this next question from the Nuclear is, uh, what's the plan with the whole dependency download? Like, will it be limited to QSL or all libraries and APIs that have been confirmed to not be a danger to the end user? Um, the, so dependency downloading, firstly, everything we're going to say about it is uh, very much in flux. There's no RFC yet, and so nothing's finalized or even, you know, really had extensive discussion about it until we have an RFC. So take everything we say with a grain of salt uh, in that it's very much still um, being developed on even as an idea. Um, so the, the way that I plan to dependency downloading to kind of work, um, at least in the early stages of Quilt, will be QSL only, in quotes, really. Um, it'll be restricted to the Quilt Maven repository only, so realistically anything that we have hosted on there, um, whether that's QSL or eventually uh, Freaks, right, um, or, I don't know, some obscure like our JSON library for some reason, um, if you wanted to depend on that because it's on our Maven repository, you would be able to um, even in the early stages of uh, dependency downloading. My idea is that we'll roll out the ability to have dependencies downloaded um, from other repositories as we develop the downloading infrastructure itself and make sure we can ensure um, the security of that, right? Because um, that is a concern. That being said, there will be blacklisted sites like uh, Maven Central doesn't like having end users download uh, software from them. So we would not allow people to specify dependencies from Maven Central. If you wanted to download something that was available there, you would have to set up your own Maven repository with like proxies um, just so that we're not hitting Central with a bunch of traffic. But in, in short, you should, the end goal, be able to use dependency downloading for any libraries or APIs, QSL, 
stuff like cloth config, mod menu, what have you. Um, you know, your tiny little homebrewed library that you just want to be able to use auto-dependency downloading for all of your other projects that might use it, even if you're the only one doing it, you should be able to in the end is the goal. Um, Alice, you want to talk a little bit about what you had in mind? Um, yes. So it's still, oh, it's still very much in flux. I really don't have much much to add to that without being misleading, to be honest. Fair enough. What about Chris's question? Am I am I right in my assumption with that? Um, let's see, Chris's question. Uh, I guess I'll also I'll just stage this. Um, building on the dependency downloading question, uh, will verify developers also be a possibility? And if so, how would it be done? Um, I think this is this is an interesting question. It kind of speaks back to what we were talking earlier about with freaks or frecks or however you want to say it, and Grondag um, being basically uh, what we would consider a verified developer. Um, and the the answer is there. I mean, other verified developers are a possibility, right? So if Grandad can do it, surely others can. Um, I think the question is, it's really a, a based on need. Um, we don't want to have verified developers uh, left, right, and center, right? Uh, we want people who we, we think are adding to the QSL-like experience, right? In the case of Frex or Freaks, um, it's, a, it's a rendering library, and we need a rendering library, so we'll bring Grandag in. Later down the road, it will be possible that there will be verified developers for um, just being able to host things on our Maven repository. Um, I know some people who are around very early probably uh, heard about the, the registry being thrown around a bit as like a, a Maven repository available for anyone to upload to. Um, and that is still something I'd like to do at some point. Um, it, it, doesn't play into this dependency downloading paradigm uh, directly because it would not be as as thoroughly vetted as what we're going to say verified developers are. Um, but it would be an easy way for people not have to host their own stuff. That's a lot of a lot of different systems in play as for what a verified developer really is and what they mean, and none of that's been figured out yet um, in a very concrete way. Does that? Does that kind of answer your question, Chris? Feel free, I'm watching chat, so if you want clarification on something, feel free to ask. But if not, I will I will assume we're good and we can move on to uh, to the next question, which I should, I guess, also take. Um, That's definitely one of yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the question is, what happens when slash if the Maven fails? Um, well, the Maven fails. <laughs> uh, so right now, the Maven is hosted using uh, Sonatype Nexus. It's hosted on one individual server, which could theoretically fail. Um, but if you if you've been around, and if you've been around for this meeting and past meetings, you might have heard me talking about my own uh, Maven application system that I'm working on, um, which will not be bound to instances like a, a VM or anything at all. Um, it'll be kind of in the aether of AWS's infrastructure um, so that, you know, if the Maven fails in that case, we have bigger problems and probably, you know, a good good amount of the internet is, is going down as well because that would require AWS itself to, to fail or me to f*** up, um, which, you know, can happen. Uh, Hopefully won't once we are actually in a production ready phase, but it's possible. Um, if we're talking more like long term, like uh, archival, like 10 years down the road from now, if what happens if the Maven fails? Um, that's a great question as well. And not something that I'm able to answer super well, because, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to predict where we'll all be 10 years from now, but hopefully I would be able to keep the Maven running for a while. And big goal of my um, my own Maven system is that it will be much more cost effective down to the point where if nobody is requesting files, it costs me as little as a couple of dollars a month as opposed to currently like 60, right? Um, so that I can keep it on, on a long-term period of time. Great. Hopefully that answers your question well enough, uh, Fibrito. Let's see what else we have here. I think Alex wants to add on to that one. Oh, sure, go for it. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, part of part of that question could be 
what happens if it can't connect to the Maven while doing dependency dependency downloading? So what would happen then if like automatic dependency downloading doesn't work? It'll just well fail to download and it will prompt you to go and download it yourself effectively. So if dependency downloading just doesn't work or the Maven doesn't work, you should be able to go to like a different site like CurseForge or whatnot to get the actual jar or possibly in the future if there are archival sites for this sort of thing. Um, so basically, there should always be a way to actually get the libraries you need, even if the Maven doesn't work in the future. Okay, I think that's, yeah. I think that's it. That's a good, that's a good call, which does prompt me to, to explain a little bit more about, I guess, how I envision dependency downloading working. Um, I don't think you would declare, you know, it's going to be kind of similar to how Grado works, right? Where you don't say, get me this artifact from this repository. You could, maybe that's something we'll look into, um, but really it's going to be, you declare what your dependencies are and separately you declare what repositories you want to look in. And so we'll look for all the dependencies and all the repositories until we find them. And if we don't find them, we'll just give you the standard error like Fabric does. Hey, you don't have this mod, you need to install it, right? Um, that's kind of how I see that workflow going. All right, thanks for that, you too. <laughs> uh, looks like I've got a question here. Cywiz asks, what time zone is the most active for Quilt? Um, Cywiz... Have you seen this? <laughs> uh, because this should definitely answer your question. <laughs> uh, for those that haven't seen it, what I just linked is the stats dashboard for both Discord servers. Um, it mostly looks after itself, uh, but I keep an eye on it. And it's honestly, it's often quite interesting to just have a look over and see what's happening. Um, aside from message activity and user activity on both servers, it also includes these suggestions. Um, so if anyone wants like an easy way to browse through all the suggestions, there are as well. Um, to answer your question, uh, the community server is most active around 7 p.m. my time, which is GMT or UTC, I guess. And the uh, development server toolchain is most active around 4 p.m. UTC. Oh, and uh, the massive influx of leaves aren't really leaves there. Uh, that started happening because uh, we started kicking people that didn't pass member screening within a few days. So that's what those are. It's not actually people like staying around and then leaving. It's us kicking people that never get through member screening. Nobody's offered to take that question. <laughs> Will I take it? What question is it? Oh, bus factor one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, bus factor for, for infrastructure, uh, currently one, because that's me. Um, community team and management, that's, I mean, a lot of people would have to get hit by it. They have to be a really big bus because we're in a lot of different time zones, too. Um, I think community team and management were not at a huge risk. Uh, as as integral and useful as G-Dude is, uh, he's not everyone, and we have a great supporting community staff as well that I think we would be able to, to survive, even if G-Dude sadly didn't. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> the development team, um, I think there are a couple of people, like uh, if Alex you know, were to leave, unfortunately, uh, Loader would need... I think at this point it's it's good enough that we would be able to get things working and glitch glitch has done some some work there as well. Um so I don't think we're at a huge risk in, in the development space either. Um I think that the weakest link is infrastructure, which is me, which I you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to shore that one up. Um it's hard to find someone who who knows AWS side of things and is willing to work on it for free. <laughs> um, but I will, I, you know, there is, there is an initiative to, to, or at least there should be, there will be at some point an initiative to get at least the access keys out there so that if something does happen, somebody else can keep the, keep the lights running, even if they're not entirely sure what the, uh, what everything's doing, right. That, that, that is something that should be done at some point and only hasn't because of, restrictions of my own time. <laughs> yeah, as, as Seth mentioned, now that 1Password is set up, you actually, because there is an infrastructure vault on there now, so if you did want to, you could just put them in there. I think only the admins have access to it, so. 
All right, I should uh, I should do that then. Uh, I'll just quickly take this one because it's been answered a few times. Uh, is the Maven a mod downloader? No, uh, it's specifically uh, at the moment. It's where we're placing uh, quilt components and libraries to be downloaded. Um, it's not for mods. You'd use Modrinth or CurseForge for that. Uh, okay, this one is uh, when will Haven take an apprentice for the quilt infrastructure? Um, I mean, if if somebody really wants to wants to learn infrastructure and wants to learn how to how to use AWS and such, I can point you in the direction of some um, learning materials. Right, there's a lot going on there, um, and then eventually, once you once you are have a solid enough footing in AWS in general, I'd be happy to give a little bit of, I mean, really, if anyone wants to know how anything that we're doing works, I'm happy to describe it um, and give you an idea of what the architecture looks like and how things are interacting. Um, it just won't be probably useful or very easy to understand unless you have a, a reasonable AWS backing or at least, you know, uh, IT or whatnot. Thanks for that, Haven. Yeah, um, all that stuff is actually very interesting to me as well. It's just a case of time, but like, yeah, it would be it would be good to get more people on that. It's just a very involved set of technologies to to know about. Um, okay, uh, I believe we've gone through everything. Um, as you all might have realized, I just closed the AMA. We're a couple minutes over, about four minutes over. Usually, we finish at about five o'clock my time. Um, is there anything anyone on Mumble wants to say? Uh, I guess I'll just, I, I can follow up the, the infrastructure question real quick. But if you are really interested, feel free to DM me um, or ping me in the infrastructure channel. Either one. Excellent. Um, all right. I think that concludes this meeting. Um, it's been great to have everyone here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for everyone on Mumble side for coming as well, of course. Um, as announced, we're aiming for April the 20th for a beta. Not just because it's the funny number, but because it's the same day last year that Quilt became public. So we're looking forward to that. And of course, we'll be back again in two weeks. And as always, South will work on their own time and get a podcast up when they're able to. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming, and we'll see you in two weeks, everyone.